1: Hey, Bills fans, welcome to another episode of the Mafia Mavens podcast, a Buffalo Bills podcast from an all-female perspective. I'm your host, Danielle, and joining me is my co-host, Robin. Hello. And we also have a third person here today. She is a very special guest and wife of our Buffalo Bills manager, Brandon Bean. Haley Bean, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming on. We were so excited to talk to you today. We have some interesting questions and a fun little game that we're going to play at the end. And I think (laughs) this is going to be a really, really good time. I'm excited.
2: I'm so excited. Who doesn't love girl time?
3: Right?
1: That's what I'm
2: saying.
3: (laughs) There's another whole side to this industry that it'll be nice to shine a light on.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, should we dive right in? Let's
2: do it. Let's go.
1: So, the first thing that we would really like to know, and I'm sure listeners would as well, it's about you. Tell me about yourself, your background, your life, things that you enjoy, careers, your childhood. Who are you as a person? That's what we want to know.
2: So I grew up in a town called Shelby, North Carolina. It is an hour in between Charlotte and Asheville. So like I could be to Asheville in the mountains in an hour, or I could be to Charlotte, a big city in an hour. I went to Shelby High School. And then after I graduated, I didn't really know what in the world I wanted to do with my life. So I went to UNC Wilmington, it is a university near the beach. So I thought, hey, since I don't know what in the world I want to do, why not figure it out at the beach? (laughs) (laughs) You know, some people are just lucky, like, for example, my brother, he's a pilot, and he got his solo license in a plane before he got his driver's license. And so it's one of those things where he's just always known what he wanted to do. But I wasn't one of those. So I freshman year just did all my required courses while I tried to figure it out. I fell in love with the Spanish department, loved my professors. Um, So I decided to major in Spanish. And then, okay, so what do you want to do with that? Do you want to teach? Do you want to translate? What do you want to do? So my mom was a teacher. So I decided to go into teaching. After I graduated, and I taught for about nine years all total, before I started staying home, I taught the majority of the years, the elementary level, so I had kids kindergarten through fifth grade that came to me once a week for Spanish. And then for about two and a half years, I taught at the middle school level. And fun fact is, when my youngest was in sixth grade, I was his Spanish teacher. so I'm I mean, sure he was <laughs> thrilled. <laughs> Can you say
1: something in Spanish for us? Maybe like about the bills?
2: <laughs> well, we los bills, ¿no? Como Pancho. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So what do you do now? So now I just manage this crazy household because it's, it's a lot. I mean, Brandon is just not available that much. And we also own a home um, right outside of Charleston, South Carolina. I'm a beach girl, can't tell. (laughs) So it's managing that household too. It's just like it's always something, you know, something always comes up. Mm -hmm. Um, And this year has just been crazy because... I have a lot more time to do things, I guess you would say, because of the COVID situation. But like in years past, when there would be a home game, like every single home game, we have people at our house. Mm. Obviously not this year, but family members from Carolina or friends from Carolina and you know, it's just the busy morning. I always say it's like that scene out of Home Alone when they're trying to leave for the airport. Like, okay, oh. does everybody have their field pass? Does everybody have their game ticket? Do you have your wristband? Yeah. You know? Oh, no. <laughs> it's just like craziness. Um, and then entertaining people while they're here because they want to go and see and do everything. So I've probably seen Niagara Falls a record amount of times. You know, just stuff like that. The dogs, um, one of them's diabetic. He has to have a shot every 12 hours. The boys, they're um, in high school. They play sports. So, you know, when you think that you don't, like, work outside of the home, then you get to the evening every day, and you're like, gee, like, it doesn't seem like I did anything today, but, like, I did stuff all day long.
1: <laughs> I get that, too. As a stay-at-home mom, I mean, I do stuff yeah. for rumblings in the podcast, but yeah, I'm a stay at home mom is my main job. And yes,
2: heck yeah, you
1: wake up at eight. And all of a sudden, it's eight at night. And you're like, I'm exhausted. And I've been going all day. (laughs) Like, what am I doing? I didn't get anything done that I wanted to. But also, I got everything done at the same time. So it's, it's craziness. I totally get that.
2: I know, I know. You're like, where did the day go? Mm -hmm. That's me every day.
3: In terms of your role and function, I envision you Mrs. Bean as a den mother. <laughs> and yeah. that you are an important link of support. What made me think about that was how Bill's mutvia, you know, all came together in the first place, when Mrs. Hauschka was leaving the community and was in some distress, and understandably so that, you know, she was leaving your passion and, you know, midstream and, and here you come along and here's Bill's mafia. but my point being you serve such an important role is something that's not quote well defined in my mind you know it's not something that there's a job description for it you just roll with it
2: such a good description i feel that way too and i feel like well what is a gm's wife supposed to be like um and i've even joked with like Kim Pagula and Jamie McDermott, like, I'm not sure I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing or I'm the typical (laughs) because I can be a little cuckoo, (laughs) you know, so I, and I'm always just the type of person too, that likes to bring um, comedy into everything. So I always try to just make people laugh and have a good time and, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Um, We have a really good sisterhood here with the Bills. So I will definitely speak on that.
1: Well, that was actually one of my questions was, you know, what is it like being a wife in the NFL? And how do you and the other female family members support each other?
2: Oh, yeah. So I've heard different stories from people being involved with different teams. And um, luckily, I haven't bounced around the NFL too many times because, you know, uprooting a family and moving, I can't even imagine how people do it when they have to do it multiple times. Um, so we were in Carolina for about 18 seasons-ish. Wow. And then we came here to Buffalo. So this is only the second organization, you know, that we've ever worked with. And just hearing some of the people that were involved with other teams come here and talk about what, what, a wonderful family atmosphere and sisterhood that we have here just warms my heart so much. Like I've heard some people, um, some players' wives that have been somewhere else say, you know, that some of the other wives weren't friendly to them, or a lot of the times how how you were interacted with had to do with how well your husband performed on Sunday, and things could get catty or clicky, or you know. I don't know. And so I just was like, What? We're all working towards the same goal. We all want the same thing. So why in the world, you know, would you be like that? And I will say something about these women that are married to people in this business is that it takes a strong woman to do what we do. And some people like on Instagram may make it look like, oh, you fly on private jets or you do this or that, but Let me tell you, you, you are doing the work. Mm -hmm. You are keeping the household running. You are keeping your significant others spirits up. You're an encourager. You're an organizer. You're a party planner. You're you learn to do things around the house. I mean, just all this stuff. And um, the women here are amazing. I mean, When anybody has a baby, they're like, what can we do? Let's do a meal train. Let's do this. Let's do that. Um, when someone's sick and then we have the bills, women's association, which we haven't gotten to do as much this year as we've wanted to because of COVID, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. in the years past, since Jamie McDermott and I have been here, we have tried to do one fun thing a month with the bills, women's association And one service project a month. So we've done things like made blankets to take to Oshai. Um, We've taken meals and served at the Kevin Guest House or the Ronald McDonald House. For the fun things, we did um, a boat cruise with the grand lady down at Canal Side. We've done axe throwing. Um, (laughs) Yeah. That would be fun. We just have a really good bond everybody does and we just support each other and lift each other up and being a teacher I you know was always surrounded by a ton of women it's just kind of a a female dominated profession and so when you get that many women around each other at one time sometimes it can be like oh oh lord I'm telling you it's not just fluff when it is not that way here and it is just so incredibly heartwarming and i think part of that has to go with the types of players and staff that sean and brandon want here um you know what kind of good character and and that kind of thing and we just don't have drama we don't have drama we support each other we're each other's biggest cheerleaders so it's it's wonderful beautiful
3: like music to my ears, I must just Mm -hmm. say, because so many times in the past, and I've been a Bills fan uh, since 1960 when I was a little girl. And Mm -hmm. now we've seen, you know, Danielle and I have seen a few coaches come and go and a few administrations come and go, but this administration is so special.
2: Oh, it is. It is so special. Thank you for saying that.
1: And I think, you know, what I always believe in is that behind every strong man is an even stronger woman. That's Mm -hmm. kind of how I see things. And it's Mm -hmm. the truth. Like you said, it's, they need that support at home. And that's what, you know, a lot of the wives are there for and keeping them together and stable and being that shoulder to lean on and making sure everything's organized and they're doing what they need to be doing. And a lot of that falls on the wife a lot. So Mm -hmm. it's important for, the wives and even female family members, if, you know, one of the players isn't married, if it's a girlfriend or a sister or a mother, whoever Mm -hmm, it is. mm -hmm. Yeah. It's important to have all of them come together and help each other out and support each other. And I think that's so amazing that, you know, we know that the Bills have that. For sure. Okay. So here's something I would like to know. Yes. When you were growing up, were you a fan of football? And if you were, what was your
2: team? So the Panthers did not come around until I was almost finished with high school. So they're only about 25 years old, I believe. So the closest teams to me were probably the Redskins or the Falcons. And I'm not really not sure when the Falcons came either, but I feel like they were probably there. Um, but I really didn't because... <laughs> I will explain um, my love of football came after meeting Brandon because before him, I really didn't know what the heck I was watching. (laughs) I knew that obviously he wanted a touchdown. I knew, you know, people pass and catch it and, and all that good stuff. But I definitely did not understand enough about it to really fall in love with it. And growing up, my brother and my dad would watch football, but that was in the time before you had, you know, the live TV options where you could pause it or, you know, rewind something or record something. And um, I would ask a question during the middle of the game and I would just get, you know, <laughs> nope. and um, I was like, well, why did they do that? Or what does this mean? Or, you know, what is that penalty? And. They would just kind of shush me. And Brandon, I would be watching football with him after we started dating and I would ask a question and he'd say, Hold on, hold on, wait till the end of this play. And then after the play, he'd go, Okay, so the reason they did this, da da da, you know, and he would explain it. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, because it is there is so much more involved that that people, if you're just like a little bit of a fan, and you you haven't really gone to the depths of being like a super involved fan like you just don't understand what all goes into every single play mm-hmm. like it's just crazy it's mind blowing so um and you got to be smart you got to be smart to play football I'm gonna tell you mm-hmm. so um he really gave me my love of football because he taught me and then when you can understand something and then you start to see it play out and as you're watching. You know, it it just makes you fall in love with it.
1: Well, you're going to make us all fall in love even more with Brandon Bean by saying that, (laughs) because to have the kind of patience to, because a lot of even boyfriends and husbands don't even have patience for their wives when they're trying to learn a sport, Mm -hmm. especially football, which is very involved. So the fact that he just took the time and was patient and explained it, and now you love football. I mean, like I said, we're all going to love him even more now for that. Yes. He's a he's a good dude, I'll tell you. Well, he sure seems like it. <laughs> now, here's a good question for you. You mm-hmm. were in Carolina, you were, you know, born near Charlotte and then were with the Panthers organization for a long time like you said. Mm-hmm. And then you moved to Buffalo, New York. So, I'd like to know a little bit about the difference between not only the cities of Buffalo and Charlotte, those areas but what is the difference in fan bases between Panther fans and Bills Mafia?
2: There's no comparison at all. Honestly. Um, I, like I said before, since the Panthers were a relatively new team, you didn't have like those children like Robin Mm -hmm. that were born into it, cheering their whole life, their families cheered their whole life, you know, that kind of thing. Um, So there would be so many times like we would play a team and you would go into the stadium and there were just as many people sporting jerseys for the other team as there were the Panthers.
3: Right. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean,
2: just as much cheering for the opposing team as there was the home team. So, and obviously we all know that does not happen at Bill stadium. Mm -mm. (laughs) No way. Um, so that, I would say, and I would just call them kind of, um, sometimes they could be a little bit of uh, fair weather fans, I guess you would say, you know. So I have never seen a fan base quite as passionate as the Bills, and I absolutely love it.
3: You know, that's so good to hear. I, I You know, it makes me almost a little emotional to listen to you say these words, because our fan base is our passion. It's it's our way of life. Mm-hmm. And I haven't lived in, you know, I grew up in Western New York, but I moved away in 1982. And okay. I've lived in Wyoming for almost 30 years. And people stop me, you know, and talk to me about, <laughs> you know, being a, a Bills fan now a lot because of Josh Allen. But we have, you know, we have a fan base that is very passionate and compassionate. Mm-hmm. We talk about um, all the donations that are happening. We are a, a brotherhood and a sisterhood, and those of us who grew up there and left years ago, we're still connected. Oh, yeah. I'm much more connected to Western New York, my, my cultural roots there, than Wyoming. I mean, I love the people here, don't get me wrong, but it's not like home.
2: Yeah. No, I know. They, Bill's fans are something else. I'm going to tell you. And I mean, the thing that just happened recently with Bill's Mafia, uh, starting an initiative to donate to the Oshai Children's Hospital Mm -hmm. after the passing of Josh's grandmother. I mean, holy cow. And the last I checked, that was over Mm $200,000. That's what I saw. So many donations were coming in and the amount of $17 that they added a button <laughs> that is like the Zubaz red and blue stripe kind of thing with the with the number 17 on it. And I mean, I just, I, I can't imagine what Josh's family must be feeling right now saying that. I mean, that is just so touching and what a testament to how the Mafia feels about their team and their quarterback.
3: Absolutely. One thing about living in Wyoming um, that I, I truly was about, I think, the only Bills fan in the state when I moved here, <laughs> it got to be kind of a joke with people. But now that Josh is is playing quarterback for the Bills, it has become a completely different place. And I mean that sincerely, because most, yeah. most people in, in Wyoming were kind of Homer Broncos fans. But the mm-hmm. minute Josh Allen got drafted, it was like, okay, we're Bills yeah. fans now. I can imagine they were just so proud. Oh, we are, you know? Yeah. We're definitely, definitely proud. And the fact that he played in Laramie, I have to tell you, I, I took a lot of heat, and Danielle will kind of vouch for me on this, but mm-hmm. I was trying to be the voice of reason in the draft process. And some people were very opinionated about Josh mm-hmm. Allen. And I tell you, I wrote some scathing articles for our blog and I stood tall. Uh, It took a lot of heat for Mm -hmm. it over, you know, that during that whole process. But I kept telling people, give him a chance. You have no idea what it's like to play for the University of Wyoming. It is not like Alabama. Mhm. Mm-hmm. You know, this kid was a late bloomer physically. He needed time to to mature, you know, physically. Mm-hmm. And I when the minute I saw him playing at the University of Wyoming, I didn't get to see him in person, but I watched all his games. You could just tell that there was something special about this kid. Mhm. Mhm. And I try to tell people that, but, you know, all the guys that really hang on to the X's and O's, they're like, whatever. So I'm just, I'm, I'm so happy that, that he's in Buffalo. Me too. Yeah, I think we all
1: are. And what's different I like about Bill's Mafia is, you know, I'm a Pennsylvania girl. I grew up, was born and raised in Pennsylvania. It just so happened that my dad started, well, he used to like the Redskins. And then right around the time I was born in the 80s, he switched to liking the Bills, and then that was it. I was a Bills fan. My mom's a Packers <laughs> fan. My brother's a Colts fan, you know, so it's kind of, you know, a multi-team household. But we've rooted for the Bills, like, I, you know, since I was born, and I got to see all the 90s. I was a kid, and that that was fascinating. But the nice thing is, you don't even have to be from Buffalo to be accepted into, you know, the community and the Bills Mafia world. I don't get to Buffalo as much as I would like. But they accept me, you know, I'm on social media, I'm on Twitter, I do this podcast, and they accept me
2: almost like a Buffalo native, you know, and I love it. They're great. Absolutely. Yeah. I thought it was so cool after um, I started finding out more and more about Buffalo Bills and the Bills Mafia after um, Brandon was hired, was how many Bills backers clubs and Bills backers bars Uh there (laughs) Mm are. I mean... I lived okay so Brandon and I lived um out right outside of Charlotte it was across the line so it was in South Carolina small town called Fort Mill South Carolina it's not like it's not as big as Buffalo it's 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 a small town and they even have a Bill's Backers bar town tavern shout out town tavern (laughs) that's Um, awesome yeah and um That is actually where we had our going away party before we moved up here, was at the Bill's Backers Bar. I mean, it's just so fun when we go and visit Charleston. I took some friends from here, um, uh, some of the uh, coaches, wives, and um, scout wives to our house right outside of Charleston and last year on an away game. And we went and watched the game at a Bill's Backers Bar in Charleston. So it's just so fun. So fun. I mean, they're, that's what makes them literally worldwide.
3: Mm-hmm. They really are America's team. Yeah. you know, I'm taking that away from the Cowboys. I'm sorry, but, but the red, white and blue of, of the bills, I think were really more America's team and we are, we're spread out everywhere because so many people left Western New York, like I did in the seventies mm-hmm. and eighties, because career opportunities were somewhat limited then. Mm-hmm. and, we never, you know, we never lost the umbilical cord to our, to our <laughs> native homeland. That, that's just how we roll. Yes.
2: Like I am active on Twitter because of Bill's Mafia and I like to follow all the different backers. And I mean, there's Bill's backers of, um, the UK, of Germany, mm-hmm. of Scotland, of France. I mean, crazy. Yeah. I love it.
1: It's fun when I get to go and see the stats for the podcast and get to see the different areas where people are listening. And it's, Mm -hmm. I mean, everywhere, you know, like the Middle East and Scotland or, you know, wherever you wouldn't even think of some of these countries. And you're like, there's someone from this country that most people don't even know of that's out there listening to a podcast about the Buffalo Bill's. Like, whoa, that's crazy.
2: Yeah, I know it does. It blows your mind. I love it. So much. So
1: speaking of fans, do you have any interesting fan stories that you could tell?
2: You know, I bet Brandon does. I don't really have I don't really have any crazy stories. I've been at Sabres games before where we're on our way to the suite and people are passing by and just say, Big baller bing <laughs> You know, just yell out I like that. Bat. Um I <laughs> I've had, um, we were at dinner, um, Brandon and my two boys, and we were eating dinner one night and somebody came over and spoke to us. This was probably about two years ago, um, was a gentleman came over and he just was like, Hey, I love what you're doing. This, that, the other, um, I'm a high school coach or assistant. So I can't even remember what he said, but you know, we were just talking and Brandon was engaging with him and. Um, then he goes away and our food comes and, you know, about 10 minutes later, here he comes again. He talks and talks and talks. Then he goes away about 10 minutes later. Here he comes again. (laughs) And I'm like, good Lord. I was like, this guy has come over like three times during our meal. I mean, it was just so funny, but they just get so excited. They Mm -hmm. get so excited. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I love that. Um, I don't mind that one bit. I, I love that they want to interact to him and, and say that he's doing a good job because who doesn't need to hear an boy every once in a while? My
3: goodness. And the work that he does, when I think about everything that goes into the scouting and the planning and the drafting and everything, you know, year round, I it boggles my mind how the two of you put this all together. You know, it is it is a cooperative effort. Um I'm so grateful that that you feel the way that you do about being in Buffalo because you you obviously are in touch with how special a place it is. Absolutely, for sure. I
2: I feel very blessed to be here. Um the Pagulas are amazing owners. They do so much for everybody. I love that they love to pick Brandon's brain and you know they don't act like, oh, well, since we're the owners, we have all the answers. No, they're, right. they're constantly asking questions and, and researching and learning. And and you just love to see that. And
3: Absolutely.
2: Um, you know, they trust Brandon. So I think it starts up there um, with the kind of setting the tone of, of what the team is like. And, right. you know, if you can get up and go to work every day and be excited to go to work and be excited to see the people that you're going to be interacting with. And I mean, that's, that's, that's something I'm going to tell you because not, not everybody that works day in and day out can say they absolutely love getting up every morning and doing what they do and interacting with who they interact with every day. And so when you can say that, that's, that's something special.
3: I can really relate to what you just said there, because when I was practicing as an oncology nurse, so many of my clients and and patients over the years would say to me, oh, I don't know how you do this. But I felt that same way about my job. Mm -hmm. I would go to work and people would say, isn't it depressing? And I would say, no, it's not depressing at all. When you go Mm -hmm. and you know that you can make a difference in someone's life. You can make them more comfortable. You can ally their, you know, their fears and their anxiety. There's so much to learn and so much gratitude in, you know, being able to look forward to going to work every day. It's unusual. And I felt blessed. Absolutely. Mm -hmm.
2: And just the community, just apart from the bills. I mean, like if Brandon goes somewhere, he's recognizable. So people know him, but like when I go somewhere, no one knows who I am, mm-hmm. and I've had I've had different experiences where just Western New Yorkers are just so kind mm-hmm. and, you know, just neighborly, and they don't know who in the world I am, and they're being nice to me not because of who I am or who my husband is, right. just because that's who they are, and so it's – I love that. I love that. I love the small-town feel. Um, I love – how many festivals there are. <laughs> oh my gosh, there's so many festivals. <laughs> the food, yes, yes. Oh my goodness. So, um, I you know, I didn't know what it was going to be like when we moved here. I had never been in New York, I know that is very shocking. I had never even been to New York City, so I had no clue what it was going to be like. Mm-hmm. And. It almost feels a little Midwestern like it's almost yes. it's just it's just very family oriented, mm-hmm. Um, kind of spread out, like everybody's not on top of each other. I feel like um, maybe in some parts of Buffalo, but like the outskirts, Hamburg, Orchard Park, East Aurora, that kind of thing, just the little small villages. I just love it so
3: much. Oh, yeah. It's so beautiful. And, and I imagine, you know, the first time you saw the leaves in October, um, it's just, it's fantastic. It is beautiful. I never grow tired
2: of seeing it or the snow. I mean, I grow tired of seeing snow. Don't get me wrong. Um, yeah. But every year when it first starts, I, I'm just so excited. I take videos and send them back home. And um, and, and people there are just, their minds are blown when I'm out videoing and I'm showing them like how much is on the ground and the boys are in school and I'm at Target and they're like, what? Because it would be shut down in the South. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody would be locked up in their houses and no one will be going anywhere. And people will be talking about it was the blizzard storm get in of the year. That's funny. Mm-hmm.
1: I love the snow. I'm a, well, I'm from like the Poconos area in Pennsylvania. So I'm, oh. I'm a huge snow person. Love the snow. So
2: mm-hmm. my boys love it too. Yeah,
1: it's fun. So the next question I have for you What is it like watching your husband's dreams come true while also maintaining your own independence as a woman?
2: Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. So I, I don't know, I'm so proud of him. And I have never been career. Driven or motivated, like I loved teaching, don't get me wrong. Um, but I just, you know, when three o'clock hit and it was time to go home, then hey, let's go and we'll do it again tomorrow. But I didn't lifelong dream of it, I guess you would say. Mm -hmm. So to see him do something like this, and like we touched on before seeing him be able to be happy and excited about what he does every day is huge because not everybody can say that. And we're trying to teach our boys too, that, you know, yes, when you grow up, you leave the house, you need to be able to provide for yourself um, and things like that, but you need to be happy. You need to enjoy life. You need to find something that you're passionate about, that you love. Mm -hmm. um, And that, is what Brandon has. And, um, you know, I just love seeing it. He gave me my dream and my dream was to get married and have kids. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, here, let's let him, you know, have his dream. And I just love seeing it. Um, I think it helps that I love football, too.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but yes, you absolutely do have to be independent. There are not even like, let's say away games, but there's also scouting trips involved. So there's a lot of weekends, um, you know, that he's just not going to be around as much and you just have to wrap your brain around that. And if you are going to want to be with somebody who has an eight to five job and they're home every weekend, then, you know, somebody in this profession is not going to be for you. It's, it's just, for sure. It's not going to happen. Yeah. So I'm just completely fine with it. Um, us women in the business, we kind of have built our own support system. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, we're all in the same boat. We all know what each other's going through. So mm-hmm. we do things and plan things. And um, my assistant GM's wife, her name's Marie Shane. She's so good at like organizing and planning things because sometimes I can just get comfortable and you know well i'm just gonna stay on the couch and watch netflix kind of thing and she's like no we're gonna do this and let's plan this and hey we haven't done something with the scouts wives in a while let's plan this i mean she's one day her husband will be in gm and she's going to be an amazing gm's wife um awesome yep oh yeah just that and just getting used to the fact that. From, let's say, end of July until February, hopefully, he's just not going to be available to do certain things. So, like, when he was first getting started, we would have family members that would, like, plan weddings in October. (laughs) And I'd be like, okay, but you realize Brandon's not going to be there. Mm -hmm. Well, why? And I'm like, um, hello. Yes. Yes. And even though you say it, you say it every year, you say he is not going to be available in these months. It still happens every year that somebody plans something and then they can't understand why Brandon can't be there. Mm, Of course. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I would just say it just takes a strong woman. You have to give yourself things to do and look forward to. And um, after I quit teaching you know, I got bored for a little bit. So I just like, okay, you know what, I need something that's just for me that I can do on my own. When the boys were little, I used to plan play groups every Friday. And we would do things like that. And then I started getting involved with animals and I in the Carolinas, I would foster. Um, And so and now we have Bill's Mafia and any type of charitable work, um, volunteering type thing. I, I, I love it. It makes me feel good um, to help somebody else. Mm-hmm. It gives me something to do, something to plan, something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
1: Well, let's talk a little bit about Bill's Mafia because I kind of want to know everything about it that you can possibly tell me. So if you want to start with telling us how it all began and whatever you want to say about it, this is your time right now.
2: So last season, Steve and Lindsay Hauschka started the Hausch Pups program. And what happened was every home game where Steve kicked a field goal for as many field goals as he kicked, they would pay for the pet adoption of a dog at the SPCA serving Erie County. Mm-hmm. So when um, Steve was let go... Some of us girls reached out to Lindsay. We took her to lunch because like I said, we're all very involved with each other. We we're just a, a great sisterhood. And so we knew that was hard. You know, that that sucks. That's part of the business that sucks. It's not fun. It's Brandon's least favorite part of the job. Um, and so we just reached out to check on her. We wanted to take her to lunch, see what what can we do to help you. Um, you know, when are you leaving? What do you need? Just Everything um, and just tell her, you know, that we loved her and we were going to miss her. Um, and she did great throughout the lunch. I, I felt like her disposition was good. She didn't seem overly sad. But then she started talking about the house p- program and she started to cry. And she said, I'm just so worried that this program is going to end and that, you know, the the work that we've done in helping these animals you know it's going to be gone and I said no 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 I said we you don't have to worry about that I said we'll, we'll figure something out I promise and she said well you know you are you're an animal lover like me and you have uh just such a heart for animal you really would be good at that (laughs) and I was like well heck yeah let's do it then so we started talking about it. And she said, now this coming season, we were going to expand it to not just dogs. We were thinking of doing cats too. And I was like, you know what? Let's do them all. Let's do them all. Whatever animal. So um, she was 100% on board with it. She was excited that we would take it over. She gave us our blessing in renaming it. And um, I ran the names by her before we decided. And she loved Bill's Mafia. So we started it in September, but like I said, it's a partnership with the SPCA serving Erie County. And what we decided to do was for every home game, for every touchdown that we get, we pay for the adoption fee of an animal housed at the SPCA. And we let the SPCA um, staff decide what, animals are going to be drafted into Bill's Mafia. And um, sometimes it might be, you know, a bonded pair, and those might be harder to get people to adopt because it's not just one, it's two, Mm -hmm. or they might be older. Uh, And we've done dogs. This week we have a bunny in the Bill's Mafia. We've done cats. We've adopted a turtle. (laughs) (laughs) So I just opened it up to whoever. And so that's what we do at every home game for every touchdown. We pay for the uh, adoption fees of, of a pet at the SPCA. And then on Mondays at noon, the SPCA staff tells who is drafted and we will post pictures of which animals have been drafted into Bill's Mafia for after that home game. So this week we have... I believe it's four cats, a dog, which was just adopted yesterday, so that was exciting, and oh, a bunny. Yeah. <laughs> so on my social media pages, um, I have Instagram and Twitter, and we have I have a Facebook page, um, for Bill's Mafia, and um, I post them when they get adopted. I post I post that, um, just anything you know, that I think fans would want to know or be interested in. What
1: are your accounts? Do you want to tell people what your accounts are to follow?
2: Oh, sure. Um, so the Facebook is Bill's Mafia. And then Instagram and Twitter are Mrs. Haley Bean. So M-R-S-H-A-Y-L-E-Y-B-E-A-N-E. And that's Instagram and Twitter perfect
1: so bills fans make sure that you go follow her and you'll be constantly getting updates for bills mafia and if you see a little cutie you want to adopt please do so i especially know about adoptions because we have all of our animals are rescues so i have a dog he's like an old beagle mix we have 13 cats um, oh my goodness. We have mice. We have two cockatiels. We have <laughs> fish, you know, and I live on like an acre of land. So we have land and the cats like come in and out and do their thing. And uh, like right here, I mean, they're all sitting on the couch looking at me. There's a <laughs> bunch of them and <laughs> staring at me like, what are you doing, mom? But yeah, rescues are a big, big deal for me. And every time you post, I'm just like, <sighs> I'm ready to drive up to New York to go get that one.
2: <laughs> I know. Every time I see one, I'm like, don't do it, don't do it, don't. Uh-huh. Go get that baby, do not do it. <laughs> yep, I feel you. I
1: feel the same way. <laughs> I'd, I'd have a ranch if I could. I'd have a rescue ranch for all Me kinds of animals.
2: Too. That's my Me dream. Too. I think that maybe we should just go move out there with Robin in the wide open spaces and just do it.
3: Well, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't have a rescue very close by, but we do have our very own animal sanctuary here and um, yesterday I posted a picture of our flock of turkeys that come in every day to visit. I saw that! <laughs> yes! They, they fly in every day, mm-hmm. and they spend the day with us, and then they fly back to across our little valley so they can roost in the tall trees, and we, we do have some wonderful animals around us all the time, and I'm forever rescuing birds. You know, that they, they become, they go fly into the window. And mm-hmm. we have a, we actually have a bird cage that we keep on hand because it happens so often. Unfortunately, the birds will fly into our windows and, and knock them out. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes we can resuscitate them and sometimes not so much. But um, we all have to do our part, right?
2: Yes. And they're just so, I mean, animals are just so amazing. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, just, not only you know the more domesticated ones that give you love um but just watching them and observing them they're just so interesting and i just love it i was at the spca recently and um i think I'm, i might get this wrong but i think it was called a short-eared owl had come in and and everybody was so excited because they had never they had never rescued one or, or helped one.
0: Ooh, and yeah.
2: so I got to see it, get an x-ray and it, it was, it was awake, you know, but, um, until they put it for the x-ray and kind of gave something they, they he wasn't put to sleep, but he was just like, you know, real calm and chill mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. um, while they were doing like an examination of him and holding him, I, you could see his talons and and he was clicking. He was making this clicking noise, mm. and mm-hmm. I was like, "What is that about?" And they were like, "Oh, he's telling us that that he doesn't like what we're doing, and he's letting us know." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh my gosh, this is so cool! I just loved it."
1: I'm a big bird person. They're probably my favorite. So. Yeah, that's, that's really cool.
2: Really cool. I'm a little I jealous. <laughs> I loved
1: it. Loved it. That's exciting. All right. Before we get going, mm-hmm. there's one thing that um, me and Robin really wanted to do. Okay. And we want to play a little game with you. We haven't done this before, but we cannot wait to hear your answers. What I'm going to do is I'll name a player, and we'll do probably about five. Okay. And I want you to tell me what animal you think that player represents and why.
2: Oh. <laughs>
1: Are you ready for this? I'm ready. I know Robin's ready. I'm ready. <laughs> okay. I'm going to say a name. You ready?
2: I'm ready. Stefan Diggs. Oh, cheetah. Easy. Cheetah because the, the dude has some jet on him. I'm going to tell you. Fast. Cheetahs Mm -hmm. are fast.
3: So Mm -hmm. I'm going to say cheetah. I think that's a good one. Yeah, That
2: is good.
1: He was even fast when he was skipping the other day because they couldn't catch up to him so he was (laughs) skipping and he was still fast.
2: (laughs) Doing that little footwork.
1: Oh, Oh, amazing.
2: Another one. Mm -hmm. Josh Allen. Josh Allen. I'm going to say a lion because Lions are brave, they're strong, they're willing to fight, they're respected, um, they're protective, and they're part of a pride.
3: Yes, and they're passionate.
1: Yeah, that's a good one.
3: Good ones, Haley.
1: <laughs> okay, you ready for
2: the next one? Mm-hmm. Dion Dawkins. Dan Dawkins. Well, he is the snowman. So I'm going to say a polar bear. Oh. Polar bear because polar bears are beautiful. And they look so sweet. But they are fierce. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. And they love snow. (laughs) That's perfect. Because he does look like a, just like a teddy
1: bear, like he looks so sweet and you know approachable. And then when you see him on the field, it's like, whoa, where'd this guy come from? You know. <laughs> yep. Yep.
2: All right, the next one, Trey White. Tradavious White. Okay, so he's got a personality for oh, sure. Man. He's got a personality. He is always <laughs> making people laugh. Um... So I'm going to say a hyena <laughs> because they, they are known for their laughing, but it's not what you think. It's because they're so smart mm-hmm. and all the different sounds that they make,
3: mm-hmm.
2: they're communicating and giving people heads up about things. And they're good predators. They're very smart and they're very social. Mm -hmm. And he's social. He's very social. He likes to have fun. He likes to interact. So I'm going to say a hyena. I love that. I hope he loves that. Trey, I hope you love that.
3: I love that.
1: Absolutely. You're nailing these, like, by the way. Hey. Like, wow. I just, uh, okay. We could do a whole show with this. I'll tell you. (laughs) (laughs) The last one I have for you.
2: Okay. You ready? I'm ready. Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley. When I think of Cole, I think of dependable, like trustworthy, like he's always, he, he, he's not going to let you down. Like he's always there. He's mm-hmm. always there. He's always right there where he needs to be. And I'm going to say a golden retriever. Huh. Because he's trustworthy, dependable, and he's got the golden flow going on.
3: Oh, man. Yes. Yes.
1: That beautiful mane of his. I yes. love it.
3: Yes. He does seem that's- to be, you know, when I, I listen to him during his interviews, he, he's, he's steady as she goes. You know, mm-hmm. very, you can't, kind of, I think that's a very good one to compare because he's also, he seems so loyal. Yes. He's, he speaks so highly of everybody around him and and he he looks for the positive in you know the reporters ask him controversial questions and he's not afraid to speak his mind and and you're right he's very loyal and he's very dependable and he's very supportive. Mhm. Yep. Those were great. Thank you. And I
2: I, I mean, it's cool and his hair's down, but I love that man bun. I love it so oh, much. Oh, I do too. Oh, I do
1: too. <laughs> I do too. That's so funny. Can you Can you do one last
2: one? I will try. Brandon Bean. Oh, I knew you were going to say that.
3: <laughs> I had to.
2: <laughs> oh, gosh. What is Brandon Bean? Um, I'm going to say. Mm, you stopped me there. <laughs> I mean he's he's a very calm presence. Yes. He is grace under fire. Yes. Um wow. I wish I wish I could be more like that because I tend to be very reactionary and mm-hmm. he's he's not. Um so I don't know what would be something that was is like that. Hmm. I mean, maybe some kind of cat or some kind of bird that's calm and Grace under pressure, I mean, cats can be that way, right?
3: Oh, yes, we have yeah. golden eagles that live across our valley that have been there for about ten years, and they are fierce, but they're quiet.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: and oh thats might be a good one. really, a golden eagle he he just has so much presence about him, and I wouldn't want to get on his bad side. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah
1: all right sorry I had to do that to you because I was like
3: hmm, <laughs>
1: this is fun
2: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah all right. that's hard that's harder to do because I know I'm so much more that's why we were curious like hmm
1: all right is there anything else before we wrap it up because I don't have any more questions for you that you would like to talk about or bring up or Robin do you have any more questions for Haley
3: the only thing I don't have any questions but I do just want to say this was just an awesome experience and you are an awesome lady and we love what you're doing and hope that if you have anything you ever want to share with the fan base that you'll come back and visit us again
2: you know it I appreciate it so much I appreciate both of you for having me I love that you started the podcast Um, I love that females love football just as much as males do and are passionate about mm-hmm. it and knowledgeable about it. Um, so this has been fun. And I, I really do thank you for having me.
1: Again, thank you so much for coming on. This was a ton of fun. I feel like we're all a bunch of old friends just chatting on the phone. This is amazing. Right. We are. Yeah, so thank you for what you're doing and everything that you're doing with those mafia and everything that you're doing in general. So I'm so happy that you're on social media now. So happy that you joined our podcast and we definitely will have to have you on again soon.
2: I appreciate it so much. Thank you.
1: All right. Before we go, I just have to let everyone know that they should head on over to buffalorumblings.com and check out some of the other podcasts on the network. They are Believe, Blitzed Bills, Buffalo Rumblings Q&A, Breaking Buffalo Rumblings, Code of Conduct with Jay Spence, The Bruce Exclusive, The Buff Hub, Jamie D and big newt circling the wagons and our own mafia mavens as always bills fans. Thanks for listening and let's go Buffalo.